What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 63 of the TorontoGameDesk.com podcast. I'm one of your host, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDesk.com, which is a website dedicated to all video games in Toronto. Uh, joining me, as always, is Brett from Hard Circle. Sup? And Composing Dan is back as well. Sup? <laughs> uh, Brett just has a better voice than me. Whoa. What? Whoa. Well, it's true. You know, I'm, I'm a little tired today, but that's all good. It's true. You've got, you've got, your voice is just, it's just better. Mine's kind of like, I don't know. Mine's weak. You got, you got like, got some jam. How's my voice? Well, uh, man. classic, classic, <laughs> just classic. <laughs> no, you got some character in your voice. I like your voice too. Sure. Uh, normally we would have our normal intro, uh, which was made by the great, uh, in front of the show, Jake Budno. But this week's a little special because Robbie Duguay's released his Christmas album, uh, Twelve Gigabytes of Christmas Volume Four. Um, so I'm going to filter out, or I'm going to throw in some of those tunes throughout the show. Um, so you can check out Robbie Duguay on Twitter at Robbie Duguay, R O B B Y D U G U A Y, and then RobbieDuguay.bandcamp.com. So, yeah, man, the perfect video game Christmas music to listen to over the holidays. Yeah. The only thing you should be listening to over the holidays. Video game music or holiday music? Video game Christmas music. Oh, I've been on like Christmas music for like the last three days now. I, I, I don't like, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of Christmas music. I want some chiptune Christmas music, man. There you go. Uh, music, I haven't really gotten listened to a lot of Christmas music yet, but I, I feel like I've seen Home Alone 2 like, four times in the last week uh <laughs> it's just always on and i and i keep watching for the donald trump scene um because i know he's in that movie because that's where he he spends the night and or he like rents out a, a trump hotel room in that movie so oh yeah he does yeah small cameo and then i think he asks trump like where's the elevator or something like that or where's where's uh where's the front desk and and trump's in it it's kind of funny <laughs> um let's just start it off show like we always do with hype time Hey, time. Uh, <laughs> you already have the Christmas party set up, don't you? Yeah. So it was like super last minute, as always. Um, uh, yeah, I like just emailed the dude. I'm like, do you have any slots open? He's like, I have one. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. So it's on December 7th, uh, 7 p.m. till whenever. And uh, yeah, it's on the second floor at the Pheasant. And we're just going to be getting together, drinking, and having merriments. So no, so no talk this time. No, uh... no, there'll be no talk. It'll just be everyone just gathering together, just the community getting together, celebrate Christmas together, or, did, and that's it. We did give you shit last year for not doing a Christmas event. So yeah, uh, yeah, I did get that <laughs> memo received. I and called it out during during the event. When you guys, when you were like, "This is the last one for the year," I was like, "Christmas party." <laughs> yeah, that happened multiple times too, and I was like, "All right." So I put it together, and I, if if no one shows up, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> so I oh, like, I can't make it, by the way. Yeah, I can't make that one either. <laughs> I figured. No, I'll go. That'll be fun. I, I'm actually being serious. I can't make it. So, man, I never include Steve on anything nowadays. Ah, so, uh, Steve. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I was like, why? Why even invite him? <laughs> yeah, it's pointless. Um, I'm just looking at... Collecting platinum trophies. Yo, I got my I got my 31st platinum trophy the other night, but we'll talk about that later. Um, nice. Dan, mm. 
did you manage to leave your basement at all to find out what was going on around the city in you or near you? Oh, um, no, I did not. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just on the hand eye society page and I don't see anything. So I, uh, Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, well, yeah. it's not really that, that, I mean, I guess it's already, it's not like we're going to signal boost it anymore, but did you guys check out, uh, uh, coins, Peter Chapman's, um, thing? I don't know what that is. Do you know Peter Chapman? Nope. Um, well, he has done music for a lot of games. He's a Toronto, Toronto mm-hmm. composer. Okay. And uh, he released a, a mashup of uh, Daft Punk and um, Beastie Boys. Oh. Uh, his his sort of like pseudonym. I have heard this. Yeah. His pseudonym is, is Coins uh, yeah. on Bandcamp. But, is it good? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's good. I, he, was, he was in the Toronto Star. I read the article. It was really cool. It was like uh, basically um he he had he was on like a layover at, at, at an airport or something like that and he just started this idea just for fun mashing the two up and then he realized it came together really well and he just finished it didn't like an ep and put it out there like two years ago and 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 you know it just kind of you know fizzled didn't really do much mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden just the right person picked it up and posted it on the right forum and yeah. before you know it and like within no time he's got like 1.4 million streams Damn. went totally viral and that's pretty cool so check out check out peter chapman's not like we could signal boost it any more than it already has but check it out because it's uh it sounds great yeah i heard it like two weeks ago just uh it was on my facebook feed from a friend and he was like check this out I'm like all right and i did it was pretty good yeah like i liked it like it, it worked like, so, so where can you go to listen to it uh, Bandcamp, you can stream it on Bandcamp. It used to be available to download for free, but but that uh, that's not on the table anymore. That changed mm-hmm. when uh, when millions of people were checking it out. Yeah, Makes well, sense. I mean, you can't, he can't make any money off it, obviously, because it's not uh, his licensed license. Yeah, uh, okay, I see, I see. But uh, and uh, I don't know, there might be something to do with the fact that you probably can't give all that music away for free <laughs> as mm-hmm. well. So. Yeah, that's an interesting conundrum. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't make money off of it, but yeah, but you can't like just give it away. Um, cool. Uh, I'm, I was on the Hand Eye Society page, and it doesn't look like there's anything on there. Everyone's kind of just shutting down for the winter or for the mm-hmm. season thing. But uh, DMG Dames Making Games does have a holiday social plus 2016 member showcase on Saturday, December 17th. Um, so check out dmg.to uh, slash events to find out more about that. But I'll post it on the site too. Cool. Laundry Bear Games will be there. Axon Interactive. Uh, a couple couple friends of the show. So cool. Uh, other than that, I don't think I don't think I have anything else. Cool. Cool. Okay. So normally we would go on to news time, but oh, but uh, PSX was this is this weekend. Well, that's news. Yeah, but it's not really Toronto news, but I still want to talk about it. Okay. Shouldn't we do that at the end then? Uh, do we have to? Yeah, that would be when we have our conversation piece. Fine. News time. News, news, news. Number one, two things this week because it was a kind of busy, crazy week, which I always feel bad about, but such is life. Uh, number one, Household Games, which uh, is the... Jason Canham's game, uh, Drinkbox Vet. Uh, we did an interview with them 
uh, email, like a, a text interview, not on the show, but like uh, on the site, TorontoGamers.com, there's an interview. Uh, he yeah. started his own show, uh, his own company, Household Games. They were quiet when they first uh, released. I'm sorry, when they first uh, announced their creation. They just said they're working on a new IP. Uh, that new IP has been announced as Way of the Passive Fist, which is coming to 2000, uh, coming 2017 for PlayStation 4. Uh, we guessed, we, they released some, some art, uh, and we guessed, I was trying to find the podcast, but we guessed, uh, what kind of game this would be. I and I know, you, I told you what podcast it was. The one you said it was the one with Alex. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't, I checked before you told me that I didn't check after that. Okay. Cause I wanted to know, cause someone did guess, uh, it was me. yeah, see, I know you're going to say that too. Uh, hey, what is, I totally said it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. I so, don't know. Someone said I racing. Think, I, I think, I think. I said uh, this game looks like it's going to be a beat 'em up or a Street Fighter game. Oh, Those were what I said. I'm going back to the tape on that one. Yeah, oh, we have to go back to the go tape. To, go to the tape. Do I'm it. Going back to the tape. Uh, you, you, okay, you guys go. I'm going to go back to the tape. <laughs> Are you going to listen right now? I'm going to. I'm. I'm. I'm calling you. I'm calling you out on it. All right. All right. This is going to take you like an hour to figure out. But anyways, um, way the pacifist is announced. Is that PlayStation Experience right now? Uh, if you're yep. if you're listening to any of that, I couldn't find any new videos or anything like that. But there is a trailer reveal trailer mm-hmm. that they put on the PlayStation blog. So, uh, quote: In Way of the Pacifist, you play as the Wanderer, a mysterious figure of unknown origin who has mastered the art of the pacifist and fights enemies defensively to wear down even the mightiest of opponents. Unlike most arcade style brawlers, the Wanderer doesn't have a basic attack like punch or kick. Instead, you have an array of parries, deflections, and dodges at your disposal. Mm. From the very beginning, we set out to create a licensed game for the '90s cartoon we wish uh, we wish existed. A lot of my favorite games are the licensed brawlers based on popular cartoons and comic books, and I wanted Way Way of the Passive Fist to have the same level of exuberance and flair. That feeling when you get to a boss fight and you come face to face with one of the villains from the show—that's the feeling I wanted to create in the game. The game setting is Planet Exodus, a world ruled by its volatile and overwhelming sun. Everything on this world is solar-powered, but the harsh conditions also make survival extremely difficult. Exhausting oneself is a death sentence. By mastering the passive fist technique, the Wanderer continues to endure in the face of the desert raiders, mad scientists, and fanatical sun worshippers. Hmm. Looks yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm glad it's like a different beat-em-up, you know? The... Yeah. I don't know. I'm on the I'm, I'm on the fence with it. Oh, are you? Yeah, I am. Like, just from the the trailer, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm on the fence. I really am. It looks interesting, that's for sure. But a part of me is kind of like, it looks boring. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, like, I'm not shitting on the game um, because I haven't played it. And I, this is just a little hype trailer. But I'm like, I don't know. When I think beat em up, I think of, like, chaos and lots of fun. And right now, just like the combatness looks a little slow paced and possibly boring, but it could be actually really cool. Like the mechanic could be cool. So I won't. Well, I, can't. I mean, it is. There's only like, one yeah. of your fit. Uh, from what I saw in the footage, there's only like one of your arms slash fists yeah. or whatever that's passive. The, re- the rest yeah. of your body's still kicking butt. Like, I, I get it. I'm just wondering if it's a little bit more, you know, speedy, a little bit, like a little bit more fast paced, a little more intense. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I'm wondering. Like, from what I see, it's like, all right, cool. We have a, you know, a basic punch and kick game. Like, that alone doesn't, you know, I don't know. It looks like it to me. I don't know. We'll see. I hope, we, I hope it's... Do you have to... Is it defending that that powers up your, your fist? Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah, like, I guess you can't actually just, like, that's punch what it looks the like. dude. Like, you have... It's, everything's in terms of 
yeah, defense. So parries, deflections, yeah. and dodges at your disposal. So, which could be really cool. Like it could be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but you're like, right. That would limit the amount of like chaos that you could have. Yeah, you can't like defend against like because like the way I'm thinking of it is, is like, and it might not be. It sounds like it'd be like a very not like a slow paced game because I want to be timing everything and. So it depends on how it just plays, really. That's all it comes down to. Like, it looks interesting. The characters look interesting. But I'm just looking at it going, this might be way too boring. Like, what, what's actually going on here, you know? So, but yeah, I'm interested in it. I'm definitely interested in it. It's just, is it going to be boring or not? I don't know. Yeah, you wonder, like, how much game there is when yeah. your moves... Like, even those classic beat-em-ups are yeah. really only, like... Legit, like, yeah, like they're legit, like two, three hours. Like you're not yeah. playing those for a, a long ex- uh, extent time, and this has you doing kind of less stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of play devil's advocate. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I could see what, uh, like how someone could look at this and look, look you know, it's not very actiony and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, you know, we obviously got to wait for more. Uh, one thing that's important about it is, and something that's important to Jason and the team is they wanted to be accessible, uh, so they're working with. Uh, he, he's a streamer and, and accessibility kind of consultant uh, at, right. on Twitter, half coordinated. Um, what I've been working on with Household Games as an accessibility and design consultant has been revealed. So excited. Uh, which is pretty cool because I remember I was talking to him at the Ubisoft event that happened a few weeks ago. And he was saying, yeah. like, you know, accessibility is really huge to him. I remember, who was it? Was it a talk? Uh, it was a talk at Game Dev Drinks, I think, that said, like, yeah. You know, make your game as accessible as possible because if you're not, then you're cutting out, you know, hmm. a certain percentage. That was uh, of Miguel from They Bleed Pixels. He was talking about that. Was it? Yep. Okay. So I, I remember just thinking that, like, that, that it's a good point. Like, if your game's not accessible, if you can't, if someone can't play your game, then, mm-hmm. you know, say goodbye to that sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you obviously want to make as many sales as possible. So, it's cool that he's doing that. Uh, well, it's obviously wait for more. I'm hoping, you know, let me actually check on Twitter right now if there's any footage from PSX, but I'm wondering if uh, mm-hmm. some stuff will kind of come out as the... I, I look forward to, like, just playing it. I wouldn't mind if there's the alpha. Have you guys tried out the 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 Mother Russia Bleeds? That beat him up? No. Uh, that just came out. That, yeah, didn't that just come out? It's been out on Steam, I believe, for a while, hasn't it? Uh, I think it just came out on PS4. I think that was one of the things at the show where they're like... Yeah, I think so too. It oh, just came out on PS4, but... Um, yeah, you're right. Steam, it's been out for a while. I haven't even looked at it yet. I saw some footage of it. It looks... I mean, it's like extremely gory, extremely over the top. And it looks kind of... looks kind of... Yeah. Crazy. It's like... Oh, I should get this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this like looks insane. But then again, okay, so if you're looking at Mother Russia Bleeds, right? And then yeah, that's you look at throwback, I guess. Yeah. But so you could also like throw this out there and be like, okay, so this trailer alone hyping me up, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you're looking at the other trailer for Pacifist, it's like it's not really hyping me up. Not so the the power of the trailer could be a thing too that's not conveying a good enough message to get me to buy yet. Compared to these, I'm just like, oh, geez, this is some powerful trailer stuff here. Uh, this Mother Russia game is hardcore. Yeah. yeah. 
That's crazy. But like, I'm hyped. I'm like, all right. I'm excited and to see more. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait. Yeah, I want to see more, obviously. Big check out Household Games on Twitter. And, and there was an interview in the past. I linked it to the story, too. So um, you can see that. And Dan, have you did you come across the podcast episode? It's episode 42. Okay. And Brett is correct. Um, I just, there's no volume control on this. So, yeah, you guys talk. Give me one sec. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do a drum roll, too. Number two, last thing of the week. Uh, there's, there's a few other things, too, like... Um, uh, Alto's Adventure, Snow, Snow, uh, Snowman, they announced another partnership. A few mm-hmm. other things that's going to go on the site. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it's very possible those stories are on the site, but as mm-hmm. of right now, on Sunday. Uh, number two, Maze is out on uh, today, well, December 1st, on PC, which is a launch trailer. So we talked about this one a few times, Finish Line Games. Uh, quote, Maze is a first-person adventure game about what happens when two scientists misinterpret a memo from the U.S. government and create a sentient corn. And that last sentence is pretty much the least ridiculous thing about the game. Explore an abandoned farm and not-so-abandoned underground research facility as you come, uncover the mysteries around the maze, sorry, mm-hmm. around maze, and possibly learn a bit about yourself along the way, or maybe not. With Colorful's cast of characters, an absolutely absurd world, maze offers up a unique experience that keeps the surprises coming. Seriously, they're everywhere. Um, yes. I watched some, uh, some Let's Plays of this. Mm-hmm. And it looks really interesting. Yeah, I had someone message me on uh, Twitter about it. Yeah, I like, saw that. Yeah, play it. I, I didn't get that far uh, in the Let's Plays. I didn't really want to spoil it just in case it, it comes to... Because I'm just not really much of a PC gamer. But in case mm. it comes to console, which would be awesome because I would totally play this. Um, I didn't get as far as like the Russian bear coming out and stuff like that. Right. I just kind of watched the first 20 minutes. But, I, uh, I added it to my uh, Steam wish list. Yeah, it seems cool. Like I got up to the part where you first see the sentient corn. Not not like like when that first talks to you, when they first talk to you or whatever. It's got like, really good humor in it. So it's currently on sale, ten percent. So it's nineteen seventy nine. Um, but it's also and it's on Steam, Humble Store, and GOG. What's GOG? Oh, uh, great great old games or something like that. I totally forgot. Okay. I know it's almost on Steam, but then he, I saw them tweet out like the GOG link, and I, I just threw it in this story. But I, I was like, I've never heard of GOG before. But whatever. Not yeah, there are there another uh, streaming site. Oh, okay. Or uh, not a streaming <laughs> like site, a uh, digital distribution site. Yeah, we sure. can buy it and play them. I think they do with like no DRM or some some stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, are but you I, still? Oh, sorry. No, I totally forgot what GOG actually means. So. Right. I, I actually I tried to uh, to look it up, but it's it's so trippy listening to you guys talk and listening <laughs> to like a, like a completely different podcast of you guys talking that it was just like wrecking my brain. So I stopped looking, but it so is episode forty two. Brett is probably correct. No, we can't say that for sure. Certain we can. Someone said a racing game, though. That's the thing because we saw that one character that had like the hands for wheels and you got all excited about Twisted Metal because you're just like, oh, this guy looks like he's straight out of Twisted Metal. It's probably a racing game. Nope. <laughs> what the wait and see. And then I probably said, it could be a Street Fighter game. And I was like, it's probably a beat-em-up. It's kind of a mix of both the Street Fighter and beat-em-up, I guess. Mm. Mm. Um, that's it for news time. News, news, news. Uh, so the big thing this week is PlayStation Experience, um, yeah. where they announced a shit ton of games. I love 
this conference. As a PlayStation fan, this is like the best weekend ever. <laughs> uh, they just like announced so much stuff, and and they the first PlayStation experience they ever did. They released like a free game on PS4 and Vita and PS3. On PS4, it was like the Plants vs Zombies game, and they haven't like EA came out and was just like, oh, here's a gift from EA, blah blah. blah. Uh, and they haven't done that the last two, oh. which is sad, but. Uh, this PlayStation, PlayStation experience is such a like a cool like thing that they do. I hope they bring it to like the East Coast sometime because I would I would definitely go to this if it if they have it like in Boston or something like that. But right. Anyways, PlayStation, PlayStation experience is there. I'm gonna get the list of games that are uh, there because there's a couple of Toronto developed ones, uh, including Gracewell Explosion Machine and uh, uh, Wave of the Pacifist, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, you watched. You kind of caught up on the news today, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I was watching all the trailers. And what are, what are your thoughts? What what did you not like? Let's start with that. What I didn't like? Yeah, oh. what, was, what did you see and you're just like, eh, lame? Uh, oh, shoot. There was a couple, actually. Hold on, I got my list. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you wrote them down? Well, no, I have, uh, like, I just have all the trailers here that I was watching. Right, right, right. Okay. I didn't really watch, uh, I didn't write down the ones I didn't like. Okay, I was, uh, I, <laughs> uh, I wasn't really too hyped for the um, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy one. Yeah. Because I've never been a Crash fan. So I was just like, meh, whatever. Same old stuff. I looked at that and uh, and I never played – I played very little Crash Bandicoot. But mm-hmm. I looked at that and I was just like, sure, it looks cool. But like they're taking the gameplay from like 1997 and just yeah. making it look nice. Like that yeah. that gameplay is not going to be fun anymore. That that's exactly in. Oh man, it wasn't fun in '97. I was playing it in '97, guys. Let me just tell you, it was not fun. Well, Dan's a big fan, isn't he? He might be listening to the podcast still, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> uh, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, oh yeah, man. I I love Crash Bandicoot. There you go. I'm not a fan. Um, the the first. Well, okay. I didn't really play two and three uh, out of the like the the, the first three games. But mm. one, I just like, I crushed one hundred percent. Yeah, four platinum trophies. <laughs> that was like the <laughs> only game I've ever that one, and and the first Donkey Kong on on Super Nintendo, um, or Donkey Kong Country, were the only two games in my, you know, history of playing games that I've ever bothered mm. to get absolutely everything in. Mm. I'm just not a, that. I just like beating the games. I don't want to get too crazy with them. But so um, was it? Did you see the Crash Bandicoot like um, yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. What did you think of it as a fan of Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I like it. It's it's gonna for, for me. Okay, what I play games on now, I, I like. I tried on PlayStation Three. I tried to get um, Crash Team Racing, mm-hmm. and I tried to play it. And that's another nostalgic game for me. I play. I you know I mostly crushed that game too, and I could not. I was getting like sick trying to play this game because i'm on like a much bigger screen the graphics are just like driving me crazy like i can't i couldn't really it was just kind of making me sick and a little nauseous right to look at it um and then i you know i wouldn't i probably wouldn't have gone back to crash because of that mm-hmm. just like that it's, it's a very sort of disenchanting feeling because they don't translate very well 
Um, but I would replay Crash. I play. I replay all, all three, but I definitely would replay Crash One um, mm-hmm. based on what I was looking at. Yeah, that one. That game just did not like really hype me up. I was like, ah, all right, whatever. It's just a remake, uh, like a remaster, and I did not like the Crash series growing up. Right. So I was just like, whatever. What was it about it that you didn't like? I never liked the controls. Right. The controls were, were something you had to like really sink some time into and get. Yeah, it felt like Sony was like, yeah, we're going to make this extreme thing, and then let's not care about how it controls. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the like, controls right. were wonky and, and, and frustrating a lot yeah. of the time, for sure. So <laughs> I was just like, screw that game. And yeah, uh, yeah, for me, it was all like I, I just really had to sink time into getting good mm-hmm. at the controls. And even then, even when you were good at them, like you would just make dumb mistakes and yeah, I'd die. Like it was uh, it was a tough game to control, but it was still I don't know. It was kind of like if it was too if the control factor was probably one of the things that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, added to the um, challenge, <laughs> which is yeah, kind of dumb. That's but. true. Um, what else did I hate? Well, not hate. Just like <laughs> I was, um, I wasn't big on the Crash Bandicoot reveal either. But I'm happy it's it's out. I rather I'm happy. like I rather yeah. they just make a new Crash game. That's the style well, that's the of the thing, first right? Thing, right? Like yeah. that's the thing, right? Like, I was like, okay, they're making this. This is a cheap way for them to make the game, and if it sells good, then they could be like, all right, maybe we should make a Crash Four. Like, yeah. It could be- yeah. yeah, that's probably it. Like they want to yeah. see what the everyone's excited about this game, but let's see like when it actually releases. Yeah. People put their money where their mouth is, uh, exactly. and if it sells well, they probably like yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen. Like uh, personally, I would rather have seen a Sly Cooper game instead of Crash, but whatever. I wasn't big on the Sly Cooper four game that came out not too long. I have ago. It. I have all the Sly games. Yeah, those uh, are actually. Good. Uh, what else did you not like? Um, there's this other game in here. Uh, where is it? Uh, Omen of Shadow Sorrow. Wait, is that it? Yeah, it's a fighting game, I think, with okay. uh, um, like like Doctor Hyde and like werewolves and stuff. Like, it, it seems like it could be cool, <laughs> but it also seems like it could be like a, just a really horrible fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's something about it. I'm like, no, this game shouldn't have been shown. <laughs> I haven't. Just, uh, I, I that one doesn't sound too familiar, but I yeah, uh, I, try, I tried finding the list of Toronto developed games that are there, but the PlayStation yeah. Blocks having issues right now. I was just going to read off the list that sounded familiar, but I know Graceful Explosion Machines there, so you can check out Vertex Pop. Uh, I know uh, For Honor's there, so Ubisoft's probably going to be posting some stuff, and uh, Wave of the Passive Fist office is obviously there too. So, you know what game didn't look good, and I thought I was hoping, kind of had a little bit of hopes for. Mm-hmm. Um, full throttle because I like that game uh, way back in the day PC game and it's a full throttle remix uh, remaster I didn't, know, cool. I didn't know that one was there yeah it's there uh, did you hate it horrible what else did you hate uh, I wouldn't say hate it's dislike that's really it there wasn't really actually uh, I'm a little annoyed at one game in particular what's that it's called Dino Frontier <laughs> oh yeah I saw that <laughs> Why are you annoyed at Dino Frontier? Because I want this game, <laughs> but I don't want it in VR. Oh, I see. Like, I hope I can play it without VR. Most, I hope. V- most VR games that aren't, like, that you could play with a tr- controller, mm. you can just play normal, right? Right, okay. Because like, it looks fun. 
like I was playing, I played Job Simulator the last couple of days, um, and uh, we'll talk more about that. But you know, yeah. it's it's very much like you're you're using the move controllers, you're like, yeah, running around stuff. Like you can't play that game without VR. Whereas, you know, Resident Evil Seven, Eve Valkyrie, all these games that you play with a traditional controller, um, you can play, you can still play it without VR. Yeah. So. RE7 just looks like I don't know. I think it's out of my league. Like like the clickers, the clickers in in Last of Us were like, you know, that was a boundary for me that I pushed through to get through that game. And like, and, and now that I finished it, I'm like, man, I was such a pussy for not, not like being scared of the clickers. And, but Ari Seven, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I honestly don't. Like, I, I, just, I, I don't really like. It's not part of my makeup to play like super scary games like that. Honestly, the the Resident Evil Seven demo that I played at E3 with VR, which I think is the one that's now available for everyone. Probably like one of the best, like demos I've ever played. It it's crazy, and I remember when we first got the VR. There's a there's a demo on the on the PlayStation disc that's just called Kitchen, mm-hmm. and uh, Heather had just played Job Simulator, so she was like, which is you know this fun kooky game, and then she saw Kitchen and she was like, oh, let's see what Kitchen's about. And Kitchen's just a Resident Evil Seven like tech demo that you're just sitting in a chair and some crazy shits happening in front of you. And she like legit like took off the headset and, and dropped the controller. And was like, nope, like I can't. <laughs> and I think that's what's going to happen with Resident Evil Seven VR. I'm so freaking pumped! Like I can't wait to play that game at like two in the morning. Just oh, oh, I can't wait. Uh, it looks like Cryptarch from uh, Alien Trap is also at PlayStation Experience. So cool, cool. Um, but Resident Evil Seven, like that, I can't wait for that. I was so happy when they announced like a release date because I think they had always said January. But I was, I was thinking this game was going to get pushed because we're like a month away from it. It's a huge game. You like look at compare that with Final Fantasy fifteen, where you, you could like know everything about Final Fantasy fifteen. There was there wasn't a lot of um, VR experiences at, at at PSX really. No, and that's uh, I was kind of on the PSVR like Reddit, subreddit, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of people are are sort of saying. Like there was Ace Combat, there was Resident Evil Seven, there was a few. Uh, few indie games and stuff like that but you know they announced wipeout um oh yeah i saw that but they didn't say it was vr compatible and that that'd be like a huge missed opportunity um mm. i would think and and so they announced like a lot of games and a lot of comebacks and stuff like that but they didn't really say vr with any of them yeah because vr is the feeling no, that vr is alive and well <laughs> vr oh there's a great comment here hold on it's a little racy in the comment section well, let me get to it no they don't say it. it's not that racy no i'm gonna mute you then Okay, it's not. You can blurt it out. Whatever. You just, you just said it was it's, racy. It's, just, it's not that racy. It's, uh, let me say, it's PS PSVR is like PS Vita's retarded cousin. <laughs> <laughs> that that just sums it up perfectly in my life. Like, <laughs> yes, I agree with Smoogle. That's his name, Smoogle. <laughs> I'm agreeing with him. Um, yeah, Dennis had some like it, like the whole VR thing. I don't know. Brett asked a question about VR, and they agree on VR. Oh, Dennis Dyer. <laughs> yeah, they they tend to agree. I uh, I'm still a believer in VR, and I'm a believer in Vita. I think the Vita was like the is the greatest portable that's ever been released. You're like, the, great, you're, you're like the greatest Sony fan. Yeah, I've ever. Been. I'm a huge Sony like. You are the fan. I'm a I'm a huge Sony fan, but like. I'll still call them out when when they do you're, shit. Well, but oh, you're not. Yeah, well, no, I don't, but I don't think V. I think V. Like I played VR under PSVR, and I, I believe in it. Like I think it, like it it could totally crash. Like they screwed up so hard with the move controllers that they just mm-hmm. stopped making move games. 
Yeah. And they and they screwed up hard with the Vita. Like they just didn't market it well. If they do the same shit that they did with those things on the VR, then yeah, VR is going to die. Which it's and this is well. sort of like stepping stones of it, where they have this huge conference. People can get their hands on VR, and then they announce like a freaking futuristic, fast-paced racer, which is basically just designed for VR, and they don't say yeah. it's a VR game, you know. So they got what Ace Combat Seven is VR, yeah. Resident Evil Seven is VR. Resident Evil Seven is like the the big one because I think Ace Combat you could still like it's it's a VR yeah. mode. Resident Evil yeah. Seven, they've been saying from the get go, it's designed front and back to play with VR. Like you can you can play it without, but yeah. it's it's optimized with VR in mind. Right. Which will be it, that's that's the one that they're that that's the game that is maybe the unit mover. I don't know. I don't think it will be. Um. But I, I know Sony's probably really banking on that one. Yeah, and I, just the thing that's on the subreddit is that a lot of the like awesome VR games that people are looking forward to uh, are third-party games and not first-party. Right. Um, but time will tell. I'm still, I, you know, I, I love... I, I didn't look at the sizzle reel for the PSVR yet because they have one with all the hype on it yeah so. i think a lot of it's just already announced games so there's that first person shooter and stuff like that right so it's already kind of games that were announced that they're just kind of reminding oh, okay. you like hey buy our 700 dollar peripheral <laughs> yeah that has nothing on it no drop simulator <laughs> oh yeah <It's>, whatever <laughs> whatever man it's not a system mover man it was for me uh <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> I'm actually like I'm still kind of a little. Is it wait who has who has Final Fantasy 15 here? No one. I, I don't. pre-ordered it, but I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet. Oh, okay. Because that has a VR component in it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does have a VR thing. All right. Call, so, Call of Duty has a VR thing too, in it too. I think. Oh, does it? I think so. Uh, I'm actually really surprised that um, Gran Torino or Turismo, sorry, doesn't have. <laughs> That's a great movie, though. That's <laughs> good movie. Good movie. <laughs> Uh, Gran Turismo doesn't have uh, a VR component in it. I'm I thought like, it did. I didn't see it. Gran Turismo Sport. Yeah, I thought. I'd, oh man, that would be. There's no uh, like Sony actually like on their videos actually like labeled them all with like PS4, PS4 Vita, PS4 VR. So it doesn't have a. So on beside it, PlayStation Lifestyle.net, uh, November fifteenth of this year, Gran Turismo Sport. PS, uh, PS4 Pro and PSVR support detailed. It doesn't say it here on the video. Uh, interesting. Oh. Uh, I'm watching the trailer right as now. For, as for PSVR, Yamachi-san states, the raw live feel that you get when you sit in the cockpit of a car using PSVR is something that wasn't possible in GT before. He also adds that the tracks are very interesting in VR and confirms that the games will be able to examine the interior of cars. Mm. Cool. So it is uh, okay. That's strange. That's not on. The, you, you think you would put that logo like everywhere? Yeah, you think you would. Especially that's the only, like that's what I noticed. I was like, oh, VR isn't on Grand Torino Sport. Interesting. Or Crispo. Jeez. What did you guys think of that Let It Die game? Uh, I I downloaded it. I didn't pick it up. It's it's a pseudo fifty one game. It's weird ass game. <laughs> you know, it's free to play. So I mean, I'll I'll give it a shot. But yeah, it's microtransactions though. Yeah, I. I the early things I, I was reading online is that it seems to be pretty pay to win. Um, For which game? Uh, Let it die. It's a 
Oh yeah, I saw that trailer too. Yeah, it's it just this crazy Suda Fifty One game. I think um, sort of a mix between like Dark Souls and uh, oh, what I, I saw it's like a mix between Dark Souls and something like. Looks pretty crazy. Yeah, at first I th- when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, is this Saints Row stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. Uh, I can't worry. I can't. I don't remember where I saw that. Like, bunch of cool comparison. ones. Neo. I remember Neo Pyre. They showed a bunch of interesting stuff. Uh, okay. So what I'm... If I was going to buy a, a PS4, which I'm not, just to put that back out there... Um, <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite got me hyped. Yeah, yeah, because that's Marvel vs. Capcom Four. It won't have uh, it won't have any of the X Men though. Eh? What? <laughs> it's not apparently. I was reading online. It's not going to have any of the X Men because the they couldn't work out the deal with like Fox and and whoever owns the other stuff. You're telling me Wolverine's not in there? I'm telling you, X Men will not be in it. You gotta be shitting me! Yikes. Marvel, what, what's it called again? Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. That's that's bull. Uh, let me see a thing that no X Men, no buy on GameFAQs.com. <laughs> did, did, did you guys think that it was like a little bit of a troll job to have like uh, such a focus on um, Mega Man at the very beginning? Yeah, I I totally thought because wasn't he the first person on the screen? I thought it was yeah. like a Mega Man. I, I remember thinking, uh, is are they announcing a new Mega Man game? Well, that's yeah, the thing. Mega Man was first. He yeah. was the first person on the screen, and uh, you know, especially with like the total bomb that Mighty Number no. Nine was. So I was kind of thinking, are they gonna? Is mm-hmm. that is that gonna happen? And then uh, it didn't, and I was kind of like, ooh, that was a bit of a troll job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the but, trailer continues with Captain Marvel appearing to join Iron Man's side. Previously, reports suggested that the new this new Marvel vs. Capcom would draw heavily from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and won't feature the X-Men. This is yet to be oh. confirmed, but Captain Marvel is one of the characters set to have her movie in the future. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I, I guess they didn't they didn't show any X-Men, right? I guess it's not confirmed, but they probably want to work like... Well, they can't, they can't say anything until they work that deal out, but I'm sure they can try to work out something. Like, if it goes with anything with like the behind the scenes stuff that I've been reading about with Disney and Marvel in general, it makes sense. Yeah. Because like, even like Marvel's like been choking, choking out like comic side, like the comic book side of things. They've been like, just like downplaying X-Men stuff. Right. Just to kind of get it out of the conscience. So the sales would go down and stuff. Like, yeah. I've heard the, that too. So I could totally see that where there's like, yep, no X-Men in here, no fantastic four in here, like nothing, you know? So I can see that. Oh look, no X Men. Oh, that's that's upsetting that I can't have Wolvie on my squad, but whatever. Or Magneto. Oh, or Storm. Oh, <laughs> we'd go to One Up Games in Hamilton, play the one downstairs, the Marvel vs. Capcom in their in their arcade. I have to. Um, that's got all those guys in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and well, the I, the uh, Ultimate Marvel Capcom Three is released too, which I thought was pretty interesting. So that's good. Um, has those guys in it, man. I don't. Nino Kuni two looks dope. I, that's like, uh, I want to get a PS4 for that only, but I'm not buying it. Not doing it. Uh, yeah, Nino Kuni two does look dope, and they said 2017, which I was surprised to, to see. I was just like, yeah. Hey Steve, are you gonna, are you at all interested in uh, Last Guardian? 
Uh, I'm interested. Also, is someone like snapping something? Not me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm interested in in knowing more about it, like how it how it is, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to I want to know what people think. Uh, I'll probably play it eventually someday. Certainly not at launch. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, like to me in this day and age, a game like that that's probably going to be like ten hours long, first uh, single player only. Uh, that that shit will be on EB uh, like at EB Games used for like forty bucks in like two months. Yeah, and then just dwindle. So I'm ex- I'm I'm interested to, to see how it turns out and what people think of it because it comes out on Tuesday, doesn't it? This week? Uh, or maybe next week. Th- yeah, the sixth. Yeah, the sixth? next week. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what the thoughts are afterwards, but I, I won't be getting it. I was never really like hyped on those games. Shadow Colossus is fun, but I never mm-hmm. saw it as the like great gaming achievement that a lot of people do see it as. So, right? Did, did right. you? What did you think? Did, have you guys already talked about the Chloe thing or no? No, we haven't talked about that either. Did you? Did you listen to the podcast or no? The episode forty two or whatever. I try to, but it's really hard to hear while you guys are talking. So I'm just gonna right. uh, we'll check it out after. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll make a tweet about it. Right. <laughs> Who called it? Um, I was no. excited for uh, Parappa the Rapper, by the way. <laughs> oh really? I played that yeah. demo, and, and I played the demos. It's fun. It's, it's, I it's, I love the original Parappa Rapper. Like it was just so stupid. Like kick, punch, it's all in the mind, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never played it. I never really. I mean, I played the demos on, uh, like, I had the PlayStation. What, what was that old that magazine? I can't remember which one, what the name of the magazine was. PSN right. or something like that. And it had uh, demo discs every month. And I think it had the Parappa the Rapper demo on it for PlayStation One. And it was like, I don't know. It just never really caught me. Yeah. For some people, it's just like it's very nostalgic for them. But for me, it just never really put it. It's, it's just like it, I just yeah. Just playing it back in the day, I was like, wow. And now it's coming back in 4K. I'm like, really? Of all the games, <laughs> it just needs to be a 4K remaster? And I know. It, <laughs> I laughed when I heard that, too. I was just like, this is just some, like, paper guy. Just yeah. hip-hop, like, rapping about the stupidest shit ever. It's <laughs> like, 4K. Oh I think they're trying to find out like, what, <laughs> uh, what sort of longevity a lot of their old sort of IPs have. Like, obviously, with, with Crash... I think that's yeah, well. I think so too. I think that's what they're kind of doing. They're, they're, just, they're like, yeah, yeah. is it worth? Is it, you know, let's just remaster those that are yeah. basically kind of done, and the level design's done, all that stuff, and see if there's gauge if there's any interest to. I think so too. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're going back to like they they have a lot of games on PS One that just never saw the light of day again, like Crash Bandicoot, Medieval, Parappa the Rapper. Like there, there's quite a few games that just they kind of made a small comeback in that PlayStation Smash Brothers clone. And yeah. when that came out, a lot of people thought, like, oh, are we going to get a new, like, medieval game? And it obviously mm-hmm. never happened. So, And medieval is a great game that everyone should play. Yeah, agreed. I uh, I don't even know how I feel about remastered games anymore. Like, these ones in particular, I don't mind because it's, like, it's been, like, 20 years since I've played, played Crash or seen the Crash. Mm. And same with Parappa. It's, like, it's been a long time. So it's, like, all right, cool, remaster it. 4K remastering is kind of dumb, but... I don't know. It's something about it. It's like, do we? I don't know. Sure. Give me, give me Sly. Damn it! You got a new Sly game a few years ago. Yeah, and I bought it, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I think uh, it platinum did too. Oh, I didn't yeah. get platinum. I, 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 I fell off the, the game. I didn't like it as much as like the first couple ones. Uh, going back to the start of the show or start of the conference, Dan mentioned starting off with Chloe uh, <laughs> Uncharted Four DLC. 
Mm-hmm. That was oh, that that looked awesome because like if I I'm not a big like I like Uncharted. The games are just two is great. Three and three mm-hmm. was nah. Four was better. Um, but when they're like showing it and just like people didn't know what this game was. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the Lost Legacy thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're showing this girl like everyone. I remember seeing Twitter during that conference, and people were like, "This looks like it's Uncharted. Is this the Uncharted DLC? But who? Like, what is this? I don't know." Blah blah. blah. Right. Uh, that was a great way to like start the show. I think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I it ended I it perfectly with those two Naughty Dog games, man. Yeah. Like oh, we'll we'll talk about Last of Us Part Two. Don't you worry. But, Do we have to? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think we need to. Are you going to get the DLC, Dan? The Chloe DLC? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's a standalone game too, which is good because I I I, uh, I sold my or I traded back my Uncharted Four copy. So I was watching the panel and they said that it wasn't going to be it was going to be like a chapter, you know. So it wasn't right. going to be like a ninety minutes. It, it was going to be not as small as uh, Left Behind, mm-hmm. but not as big as you know Uncharted Four, somewhere in between. Mm. Left Behind was maybe like an hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. How much did you pay for that? Uh, 15, I think, when it came out. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Greatest DLC ever made. $15 for an hour? Hour and a half. Now. Hour and a half. Come on now. No, it was good. Um, all right, last of us two. You're crazy. You ever been to a movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, how was uh, Fantastic Beasts in the... Well, I did, actually, find, I didn't mind Wherever that. you find those stupid things. That was like a, about a two-hour movie. There you go. And how much did you pay for it? Uh, a couple bucks. Uh, 12 bucks? But it's, it's a movie. It's totally different. How is it totally different? <laughs> it's totally I, different because you'll never be able to watch it in the theater again and ca- experience that experience again. Yeah, it's a one-time experience. Yeah, yeah. so... So, <laughs> so a game that's replayable is obviously not worth anyone. <laughs> one-time experience. <laughs> um, yeah, what else was on here that was interesting? Yeah, no, I really want to check out that Uncharted thing. That 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 looked dope. It looked really good. Before you wait, are we going to? Oh wait, hold on. Are we going to talk about that movie for a second? <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, if you want. Meh. I'm, did you see it, Dan? <laughs> no. Are you are you a Harry Potter person? Um, like, I mean, I watch it. Did you ever get into? I never got into Harry Potter, but I actually thought it was an enjoyable movie. Nice. Like, yeah, it, was just, it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't great. Like it wasn't the most dopest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it wasn't like bad, and it felt like. You didn't need to know anything about Harry Potter. Like it was just like, all right, this is any cam worlds. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. So, so yeah, so I Heather was a big Harry Potter fan, and we went with a friend of mine who was also a big Harry Potter fan. So I'm like sitting in the middle of two yeah. Harry Potter people, and like I'm as like things are happening on the screen. Like there's a few things that I'm like I feel like I, need, I should know more, and then I would look at either of them, and they would have these giant smiles on their face. I'm like, yes, I, right. I just need to know more. Like when they, uh, I won't even spoil it actually. So, but there's a few things like sprinkled through the movie that I guess are like callbacks to, you know, the previous movies and previous books and stuff. Right. I'd have to watch, you know, I'd I'd have to watch them all again to pick up on that. I I felt like you didn't need to know anything though to enjoy that movie. Yeah. To enjoy, to enjoy it and to like, you know, just kind of watch it and understand what's going on. You don't need to know anything about the Harry Potter universe. Mm Mm-hmm. But to some of the subtle nuances and, and, and little callbacks and stuff like that, then yeah. Uh, I like the movie. It was fun. You know what game I'm kind of interested in? I see it here on the release list. I, I didn't hear them talk about it during the, the during the conference. I may have missed it. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
have you guys uh, heard anything about this Y2K postmodern RPG? No. Y2K? That, yeah, it's it's on the list. Uh, I, I don't recall them talking about it. It may have just popped up on one of those like sizzle reels that they had where they didn't show any any titles. Oh, and two is like the II, like the Roman Rosu. Yeah. yeah, Y2K, a postmodern RPG. That looks kind of it looks really hipster, but it looks kind of interesting. I don't think I see it in my PlayStation list here. Yeah, Y2K. This is at the thing. This looks uh, like kind it of. May, it may just be at the at the event. But it says see below of of the announced games. So this, uh, I'm not. Oh, gonna so it's called Yik. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This, I don't know. This doesn't do it for me. I'm taking <laughs> a quick gander. Uh, it looks yeah no it's not that's not for me um (laughs) (laughs) nope you guys don't you guys do not uh feel anything no i'm not i'm not feeling a single thing for the towards that game no no interesting i'm I'm feeling something it just it it looks incomplete from that trailer um looks not good you know what does look good though and uh i'm the only (laughs) fan of it (laughs) This is a great segue. Uh, it's not even a segue to what you think it is, but Knack 2 got announced too. Oh, yeah, okay. That was on my uh, list of like, yeah, okay, we people, got something cool here. People no, shit that, on, see, that's a game that I give the thumbs down to. No, come on. People shit on Knack, and it's not the greatest game in the world. It's not even really like a great game at all, but yeah. it's fun. Like Heather and I played it when it first came out. I think people just like poo-poo on it because it was a launch game, so everyone was kind of mm. forced to play it because they were like, well, we don't have anything else to play Right, um, right. But I'm excited. Like, I was tweeting out, too. I was just like, yes, Knack 2. Like, I was actually a fan, and people were just, like, joking. Steve, like, Steve they were drunk. like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to unfollow you now and all this shit. That's yeah, a yeah, yeah. down game for me because it's just like, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, tr- I've tried the first one. It just kind of feels like you're going through the motions. There's not really, a, like, a lot compelling right, there. Right. Compelling me for me, I'm just like, in general, I love platforming games in general. I love them. Um, but uh, it, it looks like... The thing that I liked about the most about it, like the game looks like it's crap, but the co-op, <laughs> the co-op actually had me interested, like the two-player side of things, and I like, I do like co-op platforming games, so it's like, okay, that could be kind of fun, but yeah, even when I saw the first snack, I was just like, Bleh, whatever. <laughs> the co-op is like the best part of it. Like you, you yeah. can play it with someone; it's it's fun. Um, kind of just finishing off because I think because we've talked about PlayStation experience, PlayStation experience quite a bit, uh, although. It's a good experience. It was. Yo, I like. I love this show. I wish. I, I hope Microsoft does like a similar thing because this is the third one now for um, mm-hmm. PlayStation. I don't think Microsoft had, does anything like this for its fans. You so. know what? The game I was really surprised of before. I know where we're going at the end of this, but the game that actually <laughs> surprised me that uh, like you never see Sony ever hype this 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 particular franchise mm-hmm. and it was ace combat 7 like this game has been like ace combat series in general has been around forever since like, ps1 the, i think yeah it's a playstation mainstay like it's on every system oh that's fine i don't Keep give going. a damn it's on every system and no one ever seems to like sony never hypes this game and it was like the first time i've ever seen them like go hey here's ace combat 7 and i'm like what? <laughs> Probably because they needed a little bit more VR content. Yeah, so people it's do. a VR game. So true. So I was just kind of surprised me that they even talked about it because, like, you always know there's going to be uh, an Ace Combat game, but it's like, wow, they actually put it out in the experience and showed me about it and got hyped. So Ace, Ace Combat Four on PS2, which I think was the first PS2 game. Damn good game. 
that one has like a like an impossible trophy in it too. I think where you have to follow them, like the air flight stuff, or uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, I can't remember the air show stuff where you have to like actually. Oh man, it's nuts. Hmm. Nuts. Because you had to like stay in sync and <laughs> fly with them and stuff. I could never do it. Um I'm a horrible pilot. So let's let's talk about the best No, we're not, we're not gonna talk about that game. The best announcement ever. <laughs> we no. already talked about Marvel versus Capcom. No. That <laughs> was that was uh when they pulled back for the Firefly thing. I already oh. knew it was coming because you kind of like yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I forgot you were behind because I just. I was really. That message was really just for for Brett to yeah. just know, um, and I, I definitely spoiled it. I'm sorry. I totally ruined that because no, no, no. they good. show the first two shots of just like you know uh, mm. an overgrown forest and stuff like that, and I was and then the the kind of destroyed car the like um, pulling back. Yeah, and and then I was like, is this is this it? Is this what I think it is? But I thought it might have been actually the. Uh, the days, um, days gone or whatever, like the zombie game that another studio is working on for PlayStation. It was at E3, yeah. so I thought it was going to be that. And then they show the Firefly uh, yeah. symbol on the stop sign, and I thought that's where the trailer would end. Play reps. So did I actually. Like they would just they would just cut to black. Last of Us Part Two. Or, that would have been enough for me. I would have been like, oh, they're doing it. That's awesome. Yeah, same. That would have been enough for me. And I was just like, I got so excited. And then they show, yeah. you know, Ellie shaking, uh, mm-hmm. playing guitar, looking a little older looking a little more rough and i i giant smile on my face i i'm so happy they're making a sequel to this game i know a lot of people i was kind of talking to quite a few people on twitter about this like people were like no the first one you know is perfect it ends like so well like you like i won't spoil it because there's a few people who haven't played it um that i was talking on twitter so it 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 just ends really well like it doesn't it doesn't really necessarily open itself up to a sequel. Like the, the, the game itself is just really confined and, and contained in a good story. Uh, and so they're, I think people were a little upset that they're making a sequel to this, but I, I'm beyond excited. I can't, I'm so happy they're doing this. I was upset they're making Uncharted 4 because we got three Uncharted's plus a Vita game that no one played. I was like, make, mm-hmm. make another Last of Us. It doesn't have to be Joel and Ellie. It can be something else in that world. Um, maybe from the start of, you know, where shit started to go wrong, but I just wanted to be in that world more. And, uh, cause the zombies too are like different. They're not just like your typical zombies. They're it's, it's, it's a twist on the, on the normal convention of them, but right. I, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Like I, I have to go play last of us again. Like I'm going to go play <laughs> through that over the break. Cause, uh, I, I'm just so happy that they're working on this game. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see it before like 2019. So it's definitely a ways away, but yeah, it's 2019 for sure. Because like they just because Uncharted Four just happened, yeah, uh, like six months ago. Um, they're working on the DLC, mm-hmm. so and you got so you got to imagine like a minimum two years, so minimum like 2018. We'll get the official release in uh, E3 this year's uh, 2017 E3. Well, I, I don't think this game will be at E3 this year. I think it will be. They're just going to call it right now. At what's this episode? 63. 63. Yep. All right, call it. Last of Us, that could be an early E3 prediction. Yep, Last of Us will be there. I think th- I think they want to do this. Like, It'd be 2000- smart to let it sort of gestate, you know, just kind of like that's not show saying. it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but I think I think they would want 2018, like fall. Um, but mm. I feel like it could be 2019, like three years after Uncharted 4 makes sense to me. So, 
Uh, I heard an interesting theory about. Uh, I was watching the Kind of Funny. Hey, do you watch Kind of Funny sometimes? I do. I, I got back into it actually. I, I didn't when they first started when they first left IGN, but uh, I, I really only watched their PlayStation stuff, like the PSXO I Love You or whatever. PS I Love You XOXO. Uh, but I watched like kind of uh, kind of funny react. So I, I yeah I started following. I, I got back into them. But yes, I watched that same uh, thing. But continue. So so did you hear what was it, Colin or Greg, the one who sits on the left there? Like his theory about Joel and why he's there and like Ellie and. Yeah, um, I don't want to. Well, they showed Joel. So yeah, the, the theory that Joel is actually dead and it's like her imagining him say. You know, I, I thought that was an interesting theory. I, I like for instance. I, you know, I would not like that as 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 the the beginning of the story. But if that was like the third chapter, or say the third act, you know, they did uh, they did confirm that you're playing as Ellie. Oh, see, so. I I kind of think that like third act, you know, maybe 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 he's maybe he's uh, done by the third act or something like that. You know, yeah. I uh, another thing that I thought was um, interesting. Okay, if you haven't played Last of Us and you don't want to be spoiled. Uh, maybe maybe just stop right now because we're going. <laughs> I'm going to talk about some stuff that you know isn't necessarily a giant spoiler for Last of Us. But if you want to go in there fresh, maybe just stop listening. But anyways, um, so the whole story is that Ellie is immune to the d- disease, right? And when she sh- when her hands are shaking at the start, mm-hmm. um, my initial thought was that it's finally getting to her it's starting to like kind of break down her body. I realized as the trailer goes on that she was just in a, a fight with all these guys and, and it's probably shaking because of like blood and like killing people and shit. But I, I do wonder if that's something that they'll kind of uh, maybe consider going down. Like is, is her body starting to kind of finally reject? Cause she has like scars and shit all over her body. And I don't know if that's all from that fight or if it's, if she's like, you know, what is she so mad about? Because that's the thing she says in the trailer, like I'm going to kill them all. Quick question. Yep. Did she not? Okay, I could be wrong. I I I don't really recall. But in the game, did she not have like a patch of of the um, sort of uh, marbling or whatever that wasn't spreading? Yeah, like she got bit on, or she was scratched or something like on her stomach. I think. Oh, was it on her stomach? I thought it was on her hand or her arm. No, I think it's. It's either like on her shoulder, um, or on her stomach, because I think like when they're first, like in the start of the game, when they're when you're first with Ellie, mm. um, they scan the, the they scan the girl right, and they, it shows that she's like infected, and then she like kind of lifts up her shirt a little bit and just uh, across her like where her kidney I think is roughly I don't know I got to play the game again I want to play it, um, and she says oh I got this like three weeks ago or whatever. So I think it was I think it was like kind of something you can conceal. I don't think it was like it's obvious like on her hand or anything like that. Hmm. Right on. I don't know, but super pumped, super happy. I I'm uh, I thank you. I'm so, I'm so happy that they're making that game. <laughs> <laughs> the song was good too. Like the graphics like when she's strumming the guitar were, were like mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, the guitar graphics were good for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <That's> legit. <laughs> uh yeah, that the, everything everything about it actually was just Mm-hmm. Was just great. So um, I, totally about, I totally forgot about this other game here too. No, we're done talking about PlayStation. We can't. What, what, what game? No, never mind. No, it's, it's too late. It's right, over. Did we? Did we go? Oh yeah, we did. We did go over that. Anyway. Well, it looks like a lot of interesting content to come. 
I'm very excited. It's a good good time to be a PlayStation fan. Good Not time really, to be. But... <laughs> Not really, because they want you to buy a seven hundred dollar peripheral to enjoy all the games. Yeah, um, to get sit there and collect dust. <laughs> no, it's a job. Oh wait, so what games have we been playing, Dan? Oh, yeah. What have you been playing? Um, I was about to end Hyper, the show. Hyper Light Drifter. Yeah. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, I've finished the the North and the. And the West Tower, uh, or dungeons, or whatever, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that game. It's super challenging. The bosses are hard. Yeah, have you guys played it yet? No, I haven't played it. I saw it was on sale, I think, but no, it's on my to do list to buy. The bosses are the bosses are tough, and it's good. It's awesome. Um, lots of secrets, tons and tons of secrets. So if like you're a secret hunter, you're gonna just find tons of stuff. It's great. Um, but yeah, the, the fighting is challenging and it's like, it's really well designed in that way. It's just really sort of skill based. Right. You have right. to really get good at it. Um, and lots Ooh. of environmental storytelling and stuff. There's no, I was talking to Brett about this at GDD. It's like, it'd be a pretty, it's a pretty good way to, you know, save money on localization. Cause there's no words anywhere. <laughs> right. No words, nothing. Nothing, no word, no dialogue, no English. So anyway. even if you like hover over an item, it doesn't tell you what that item is or anything? Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's all graphical. I don't even think there's any, you know, I think it's like, oh. it's a gun, it's just a gun. Yeah, that's it's smart then. Just mm-hmm. like, don't worry about it. translations. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I really dig that. And then, is that it? I mean, I, I beat um, Brothers. I think maybe I mentioned that in the last podcast. Yeah. Um. As a matter of fact, oddly enough, one thing that I did pick up from listening to episode 42, Little Bits and Pieces, was Alex mentioned playing Brothers on that episode as well. He was talking about it. But anyway, um, what else? I bought a bunch of stuff that I haven't had a chance to open up yet um, Mm -hmm. on the Black Friday deals. Yeah. I sent you a list of them, but I don't recall. uh, I don't recall them all now at the moment. But Oh, yeah. Here, let me... uh... Yeah, you bought thing. you bought like Witcher three, and I was just like, guy, like, what are you doing? I'm giving. I'll play eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually is like never. Like I, I bought I bought Witcher three, and I played it for like five hours. And I'm just like, I'm nowhere near anything in this game, and then I just haven't gone back to it. Mm-hmm. I've got the complete for forty bucks, so I was like, oh, I'll buy that. I uh, still haven't even played Witcher one. Like I have it, still haven't played it. Oh, you're never going to play Witcher one. Might as well yeah, play I agree. Three. Uh, Brett, what have you been playing? Uh, aside from the usual stuff, I started a new game called Darkest Dungeon. And, oh, yeah, um, I heard about that. Is it good? Oh, yeah. I, I quite enjoy it. Really? I quite enjoy it. Okay. I, Darkest, I recommend it. Darkest, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, it's like a, it's an RPG. Um, well, it's not, I wouldn't really say it's, it is an RPG. Like, there's an RPG turn-based combat. And um, there's, I, I haven't gotten to, I've only played about five hours of it. And um, it has a very interesting game mechanic where your party like goes into the dungeons and they can become like a disenfranchised, so to speak. So they can actually like start taking on these interesting character traits that will affect their um, abilities inside the dungeon. So like you can get like uh, a character that will become like all of a sudden um, fearful. Mm-hmm. And then he starts reacting in a way like, um, like say for instance your healer becomes fearful and you want to cast the healing spell it would be like no I don't want to do it I want to get out of this dungeon right now and then he'll pass the turn on you and stuff so it has like all these really 
like interesting like character traits that can happen from being in the dungeon too long and stuff. So it's it's fun. Like it's just fun to play around with that. And like it happens like it's randomly uh, decided what character traits that you possibly could get when you're in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can erase the you can erase the traits and stuff by putting them like uh, put them into church for like rehab, and then they'll get better, right? But it's just like the dungeon plays tricks on your characters, and the farther along you go into certain things, the like it's just interesting. It's just interesting. So I enjoyed the mechanics a lot. Um, Are the battles turn based? Yeah, yeah. It's a fun game. I recommend it. It's just it's just interesting, and like you get like there's also like good character traits that you can get. So like if your healer like gets all of a sudden like they're like they become like powerful, like they're super strong, and they're like. Nothing will fe- nothing breaks my spirit down here, and then just become like super badass. So there's like it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. Graphics are interesting. It looks like it looks. Oh yeah, the art stuff. is really cool. The music is really good. The, it's all voiceover too. So like the voiceover is like really creepy sounding. Like it's like it's 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 just a fun game. Have you been uh, streaming that over at Twitch.tv/slash Bread Music? Yeah, I streamed that one on Mondays. There you so. go. Uh, before I get into the my games, just want to do some cleanup. Dan, by the way, you bought Hyperlift, Light Drifter, Game of Thrones, Telltale, Guacamelee, Ratchet and Clank, Journey, Jazzpunk, Fez, Witcher 3 on Black Friday. Wow. Uh, we missed something on Hype Time. There's a at game audio thing on Twitter. Uh, they have a new Toronto game audio thing Wednesday, December 14th at 7 p.m. at the Get Well Bar. Join us for beer, pizza, and game audio chats. Mm. That's right. That, that's one. Yeah. yeah. I want to throw that on the site, too. I just retweet it. <laughs> That's one, yeah. Uh, tweet of the week. <laughs> we always do tweet of the week uh, with composing Dan. You can follow him at Twitter or on Twitter at composing Dan. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna do it with a retweet that he did because our boy Brett won his first uh, fifty dollars at a comedy. Oh yeah, competition. There you go, buddy. Dan never hype you. Look at that. Yeah, I don't try to hype you, but it's tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually won. I can't. I was just, I was super surprised. Um, if you like this podcast, uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube. I always put the video up on YouTube uh, on the Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on timing. Uh, if you want to support the site, you can go to patreon.com slash chartergamedoves. They get the podcast on Sundays. Uh, check out the site, chartergamedoves.com. Okay, Job Simulator is the game I played this week. It was my 31st Platinum. Uh, now, nice. this it's totally the type of game, Every kind of whenever there's like a new sort of Thing, there always has to be the game that just like shows the concepts of it right when with like the Wii it was like Wii Sports and stuff right with 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 uh, Job Simulator it's totally a game where you're just like here's if you want to experience VR here's like a cool VR game so that being said if there's probably a bunch of games like this I'm sure if I played any of those games first I would have thought this but Job Simulator is probably one of the funnest games that I've played in recent memory it's just like it's just kooky it's just the the humor behind it like the whole, whole idea is that you're a human in uh it's like 2050 and now most jobs are like done by robots and only it's only mundane shit that like humans do um so there's like four different jobs like working in an office uh being a auto uh, car mechanic and a few others and you just kind of do like fun little like puzzly things and it's totally adorable it's totally fun easy platinum but it's it's just it just has so much like style to it that is just 
like you just have this giant smile on your face the whole time you're playing and you just have to like you know you got to make a burger for someone so you just like take the patty and throw it on the grill and then you and then you like flip it and then you serve it to the customer and you're doing this all with the move controllers and the vr and stuff like that totally fun just like such a great experience that and again i'm sure there's other games like that for vr if i played those first it's not like you know drop simulator was like a two two and a half hour game uh if there's another game that's similar like it that's i would probably feel the same way it's just that this was like my first like real like vr game that i that i played so is it is it like one of those types of games that purposely controls really brutal so it's really funny when you just mess everything up no the controls are pretty good like your two move right. controllers are, are are floating hands basically and so the trigger is basically just to grab so you know for the mechanic like cars keep coming in and you uh you know you have to take your hand to the handle and just like lift it up but the controls are like it controls really well like it's sort of like vr is similar to like the wii where if you have the right environment it's like perfect Mm -hmm. um but if if something's weird like if the lighting is weird because the the light the the camera if you have too if you have light reflect uh reflecting into the camera or something like that then stuff gets weird or, or shit's in the way like i was trying to like reach into this fridge but my couch was in the way so i had to like readjust everything in the room um so it, it controls really well when it's like working, but when it's not working, it's not it's not the game that's shitty. It's just like it's just the VR environment. It's just not like correct, right? But it's dope. It's it's honestly like it's like one of my game of the years. It's, it's just so much fun. You just like have a giant smile, and it's easy platinum. So what's not to love? Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> four out of ten. <laughs> four out of ten. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> This is the TorontoGameDoes.com podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, goes up on Sundays for the patrons and on Mondays for everyone else, maybe Tuesdays. Uh, you can follow Brett Meeser on Twitter, at Brett Meeser, on Twitch, Brett Meeser, uh, Game Dev Drinks, all that good stuff. Composing Dan on Twitter as well, uh, and TorontoGameDoes on Twitter as well. Thanks, thanks don't everyone. Don't do it. <laughs> Wait, don't do what? Any of that stuff. <laughs> all right, you're <laughs> off the podcast. <laughs> Bye, everyone. No, I'm joking. Later. Later.